A note from Auntie Sarah about this new episode of Andy's Girls. There is a mild spoiler about the traitors at the end of this episode. For more on all things traitors, the show you surely must need to be watching, head on over to the AG Patreon. We do a very, very, very deep dive. Spoilers aplenty. And now enjoy this all new Andy's Girls. I... (laughs) I got my blue check and I'm ready to cash it. <laughs> I'm not a trader. I didn't promise you anything. Oh! oh. <laughs> you guys, it's so timely. It's such good content. And it's also Andy's girls. I I feel like this is gonna be quite this is gonna be a this is gonna be a solid. I'm gonna just I have some things to say. It's gonna be a solid episode. <laughs> It's going to be a solid plus episode. I'm so excited. We just have to dive in because I do have a confessional that I just need to say because I'm a little off kilter today. So we do have to talk about something kind of serious. Welcome back to the People's People's Couch, a Clawfus IRL recording. One of my literal favorite things to do. And not just because I can be a lazy motherfucker with the edit. <laughs> You're saving me literally an hour and a half. But my heart grows stronger by the moment knowing that this person is back, you know them as journalist, drag performer, and bravoholic. Welcome back to Andy's Girls, Ryan Houlihan. Always an honor. And to be in the cloth means that no matter what happens, I will have been blessed for this time, you know? You know, I absolutely agree with you. This is a mikvah. This is a, <laughs> what's the water thing with Catholics? Uh, uh, water uh, splash? Uh, holy water blessing? No, it's the Tamar did it in the pool. Oh, uh, um... Uh, oh. I was going to say a bris. That's not it. It's when you first... Cleansing. Christening. Christening. Thank yes. you. This is I a was a Catholic. <laughs> Do you see what happens when you, when you wow. get it out of your life? <laughs> it all goes. Well, I'm feeling a religious experience about this episode. I do, though, have to say, okay, I think you know that I have, like, lifelong, long-term insomnia. Mm-hmm. Do you know, you know that? Because yes. we talked about this. We're so, also both texting occasionally at 1.45 a.m. <laughs> last night was, like, literally <laughs> 2.50. So I do a little PM cocktail mm-hmm. of five milligrams of melatonin. It really should be three. But a while ago, I accidentally bought five, and I've been surfing <laughs> that wave ever since. So I bought my melatonin. And I mix it with magnesium, doctor um, approved. Trazodone. I don't know what that is. What's trazodone? Oh, I take, I take a tranquilizer. Oh, my God. Yeah, they knock me on my ass. Okay, I'm not, in, I can't, I, yeah. I know that people. No, I mean, this isn't the first protocol. You gotta, you know, you, this is after I've tried a few things. So I don't know anything about drugs, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I do know from someone, I whatevered, that they used to get really, angry when they and I, I never witnessed it but they talked about it and said like they had to like um take down their facebook account because when they were on ambien yeah they just got really shitty which i was surprised and is that a sleeping dr- i thought that yeah. was a drug people take to go to sleep people react very differently to ambien some people it's the best sleep aid in the world except you know it says they say it doesn't cause dependency but 100 percent does. i think everything does at this point yeah um but also ambien like a lot of people react weird to it i I've taken Ambien at times in my life when I wasn't stressed out and had great sleep. If I take an Ambien when I'm stressed. Oh, it fucks you up. I bet. I get weirdly fixated on taking a long shower before bed, but I'm falling asleep in that shower. But every time I can't sleep, I like, I just have to, like, I feel like my body's itching. 
And that scares me. No drug should take me to like where I'm making weird choices. No, like, no drug should be an itchy sweater vibe. That's a vibe. lot of impairment. And so if you don't fall right asleep with an Ambien, it's really hit and shuffle on your wacko behavior. People drive cars on Ambien. So I have a thing about meds, which I have always been like this. I get very nervous about taking anything just mm-hmm. because I'm scared of it. Shout out, though, my antidepressant, which I will take every day for the rest of my life. And it's like fucking cruising a goddamn river. And even though I am nowhere near, we're still titrating from ICU land. Like, uh-huh. I still am not. I'm still... I'm now two thirds of the way to my normal dose. We have to be really careful that my brain doesn't explode or whatever. But but still, even the, you know, two thirds of the dose, I'm like swimming that fucking happy river. But the thing with melatonin is one of the side effects, which is quite literal and true, is that you can get really bad nightmares, like really bad nightmares. So last night around midnight-ish or whatever, I watched the Jen Shaw Hulu Nightline Impact. Like, literally, it has 15 words in its title. Like, Nightline Hulu Impact ABC News Hulu again. So I watched that. And then, you know, after, like, any streaming service, the second it ends, it just goes into whatever is, like, closest. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the closest thing for it to follow, unless you get in and you're able to press, like, stop, cancel quick enough, is a fucking, like, murder doc. Like one of those like nightline like baby girl went missing and then someone bludgeoned her, which is not They're my like, vibe. They only found the head. The, n- <laughs> the name of it was like death, death in the dorms. And no, I had sucked that. into one and a half episodes. I thought it was going to be done with the first death in the dorm. But then there was a different death in a different dorm. So I was like very upset about this, like messaging Bravo, Bravo, ducking Bravo, who like is very into like. The Dateline energy, which I will do a murder pod. I have no problem with a murder pod. For some reason, it was like seeing this, the faces and stuff. It's like, yeah, it gets, it's too much too for me. real. Then I went to sleep and then I woke up this morning halfway through an absolute nightmare of my landlord and then someone who looked like my landlord deciding to open up my lease to this like straight man who showed up at my apartment to move in someone knocked on my door and I said you can't live here I play I pay allegedly I mean literally allegedly the full rent every month (laughs) like I have a clawfist you can't and then they threaten my life for this again I have to focus on the heterosexual man who I don't even know moving in which is a nightmare in and of itself living with a straight man have you been reading anything about the housing crisis (laughs) I think no, that I might don't be care about anybody okay. but myself. I was going to say, I think that might be leaking into the the anxiety around. No, that's not it. I I I think it's because I maybe mailed my rent early. Mm. Maybe, which is like never happened in so eleven it just years. Like sticks out in your mind. I think, and then my dad was there, and that was like a weird vibe. And then they were really trying to kill me. My landlord was like trying to kill me and I was like I don't know how to get out of this but I do not want this person living with me so there's some like real psychological stuff happening yeah. about like maybe opening up my a relationship I don't know what was happening but I was very nervous and I was trying to escape but I couldn't escape and then this person was moving in and again guys just want to focus on the fact that the nightmare in and of itself someone like taking down the cloth like I had to like literally it, yeah. and then I woke up how could you rebuild 
How could I? There's there's no rebuilding. No. <laughs> we are literally here right now. It is a holy this is a lifetime's space. work. This is a lifetime's work. And then I woke up and I was like, <laughs> Oh, it's also here. Like Dorothy Gale. I literally woke up at like 11 a.m. and I texted you. I was like, Can we reshift the timing? I was so in a tizzy because I was like, Oh my god, someone's trying to murder me. Oh my god, I I did literally mail my rent early. It's very strange. Oh my god, like straight man I don't want to live with. and I don't know why the like sexuality was important but it, it was important because it, it was like there's a danger if you there. don't think it is you have weird issues with men you know what I, I mean? mean or you've just the healthiest person in your entire fucking life but I it was so much and then my landlord trying to murder me yeah was a lot I yeah. woke up and I was like is the club still here am I still here so I'm a little off kilter yeah I don't like when b characters in my life play a leading role in a dream that I find right? that very upsetting. Like a like a principal from middle school has some shit to say to me now. That I don't know how to react in the dream because if it's someone I know, there's a familiarity. Even in like a nightmare, like I'm with my husband, we're running away from something. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. But when it's like someone I like used to get bagels with in the morning before work, like I'm like I. I'm so disoriented in the dream. Last night I had a dream that I was playing traitors because I'd watched it all night. Oh my god! Before we went into it, and the traitors' house was filled with people I know mixed with people from the show. The in Scotland the, in house. The, the, the castle. Castle. And, um, house. Let's call it a chateau. <laughs> you know, the, the apartment. <laughs> the clubhouse. The studio. The clubhouse. <laughs> um, <laughs> Club coming. <laughs> Satellite location. Alan coming would love the clubhouse. Let's oh be my real. God. This I, is right up. Can we shout out, done two sold out shows at Club Coming. I, I just, Alan, if you're listening, which I know you're not, I just, can you come on so we can talk about some stuff? I like that he saw they, they didn't put him in the Knives Out sequel and he said, fine, I'll make my own. <laughs> literally what he did that is it is literally knives out alan coming is coming for you he said oh i have the costume budget (laughs) oh god delightful anyway my dream was was uh was harrowing because it it was also filled with but i think it was also a lot of people playing people i used to know do you know what I mean? Like, it, it isn't really oh. their face. I don't think I even remember their face. It's just a person that's giving me the sense of that person. Do you know what? If we're leaving things in our past and having a new beginning slash, you know, Ramona Pino G in 2023, I think we need to leave dreams behind. There's yeah. nothing positive from them. Whoever Let's find a drug positive... that'll stop dreams. Can, we, can I please lace... The melatonin was some kind of fucking happy pill. What, I what was it Michael Jackson was doing? It was like a light coma. Because <laughs> you did a constant stream of drugs to keep it going. I am literally obsessed with Jeff Lewis's show on Sirius. It's the only show. I listen to it every day. And now they do full video clips. Oh, wow. So you get to do the pre-show and what they talk about during commercial breaks. And I watch like it like a fucking... Yeah, like Stern. I watch it like a hawk. Like I'm obsessed. And he talks about propofol and how excited he gets when he gets to go under. Because he, he's got like a shot into his neck or something this week. And there's a glow in his eye. There's like a literal yeah. glimmer in his eye when he no. talks about... I mean, when I think about the old opioid they would give you for like wisdom teeth extraction i do i am chasing that dragon to a certain extent when i was 18 and i took like you know what, what they used to have like i forget what they even called like oxycodone or like oxycontin oxycontin shout out dope sick the saddest show you'll ever see i mean there was a reason that that stuff toured through the country you know what i mean <sighs> nightmare yeah let's it talk works. about the opioid no let's talk about traders. this is gonna be a real upper so anyway guys <laughs> melatonin yes be careful 
don't move into a dorm anytime soon. Shout out. I'm so sorry to all the parents who just heard me say that. I, I'm not taking that seriously. Like, I, you know, I lived in a dorm for, for four years and I had a great time. Um, but that show is fucking terrifying. I cannot imagine being a parent at any point in history, but especially now. Like that, that, that show. I am a parent, by the way. Yeah, you are a parent. To my fish son, PK, who is doing unfortunately quite poorly. <laughs> I didn't say you were a great parent. I said you are a parent. <laughs> Hashtag no joke. <laughs> Hashtag pray for PK. I'm dead serious. There was a workers' oh, comp no. issue yesterday when I changed his letter a second time. <laughs> Not funny. So I literally was going to text you like a video of it, and then I was like, nobody needs to see this. He's really not doing well, but no. I have kept him alive. Yeah. And that is unbelievable. This for fighters. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. PK's doing okay. He's hanging in. He's almost got like his full, like, what's that called? Scales or whatever. There's a little hole there. <laughs> working on it. I love I mean, same. So I have a zip. I, li- <laughs> I think it's genetic. Oh, my God. I, I am Aww. on a different acne medication, so maybe. Sympathetic acne. <sighs> That's what it is. Um, he's doing okay, though. He's hanging in. Every- guys, everybody, genuinely, I love this fish more than most people on yeah, earth pets. deservedly so so just send him love because i really truly love him like i love him like i'm obsessed with him i will visualize healing vibes yeah the door's closed you can't see him he's in his little icu mommy gave him 5.5 <laughs> gallon tank filled with hope um listen ryan and Leanne, some shit went down yeah this week yeah um i could talk about nightmares with you literally all day but i feel like we just lived through one we did. And also, I mean, all of us have lived through the nightmare that is Salt Lake City and I what mean, the fuck Bravo is doing in real time. I am uh, I am very confuzzled on the tone. Confuzzled? That they, I have been sent down. Uh, Confused uh, and befuddled? Yeah. Confuddled. I am. I've been sent down a spiral of, of confusion because I don't understand the tone they're using to talk about this Jen Shaw thing. It felt at first like they were LOL. very like, we're going to take we're, we're we're not touching that. She's a mess. We don't want any part of it. When when, when this was unproven, we 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 fulfilled our contract and, now, you know, whatever. But now it seems like they're like, we guys like talking about that, huh? <laughs> what if we brought her out? <laughs> and I do want to hear from I thought I, I thought I saw some people on. Reddit or Twitter or something, some of those horrible places, saying that they didn't want the Jen Shah sit down with Andy because he wasn't going to ask her hard enough questions that he would have asked about the slap instead of the crimes, stuff like that, or like the the black eye instead of the crimes. I, I think I do need that closure, though. I, I want her to sit down with like a, a hardline journalist who will hammer her home and get us answers, but she's not going to do that. There and you I go. still do there want Andy go. answers. You know what I mean? I still want my Bravo answers. I want to know if she did give her the black eye. I want to hear her say it. Okay, I just also want to say, maybe I should have started with this, safe space. Hashtag safe space. Yes. Whatever people want and don't want. The, the thing that annoys me, and it's like- We it, all agree she's a bad guy. We're well, just not all of us. Well, I guess, yeah. Some, mo- 98%, the problem is like the remaining two have a fucking huge platform. But the, the thing I want to say is like, there are people who are like, let's boycott the special when we thought it was going to happen. And my thing is, I really do not do boycotts. Yeah. You, I just think if there is some kind of value or closure that you can get, even in watching a terrible person lie, then you should watch that. Like, I don't want to start adding in 
guilt and shame to She'll people do it on who TikTok have Live. spent years watching Housewives. She's going right. to do it either way. She's going to do it either way. And it's like. Save your boycott energy for stuff we can shift. Do you know what I mean? If you really yeah. care and you really want to be make conscious consumer habits. Why were you wanting? <laughs> well, no, like I mean, I do think it, this is, it, it, it crosses a line. This it, is the problem I, that a lot I, of people, it really does I for guess. a lot of people cross line. The I Erica have, stuff, like, I just think you've already said it, that this has value to you and that it's not going to make a difference in, in really in their life if you watch it or not. And if you like watching it, go ahead and watch it. That's my opinion. I think what I'm trying to say is, and there's a difference between not watching something and literally boycotting it, which yeah. is an active yes. way to yes. sort of like I see that. community. There's a lot of people I just don't want to engage with. Right. Like I'm not going to be a part of like a community organizer style boycott of yeah. Bravo at this point, but I have Over this. Oh, but I have no problem with other people making those choices. It's just yeah. like it, it to me I don't know. Like if like when we talk about the systematic race issues at Bravo, that's something I'm like, yeah, let's get some organized like reaction to this and let's like take it on because it's a long-term thing that I'm like this is something I feel, but I feel this about lots of different corporations and media companies. And I and I think I could take that on. Over this specific instance, while it is like a lightning run and she does represent a lot of things and I think Jen's a horrible person, I don't think it really makes a difference substantively to Jen in the next t- decade in her life if she does the sit down or not. She's going to get an outlet somewhere. She's going to get her story out somewhere. She's going to have the same opportunities when she comes out of prison. I think as an audience, we deserve some closure for this person who traumatized a lot of people because people kind of fell in love with her. And it is, it's a parasocial relationship, but it is pretty traumatizing to watch somebody intimately and whatever, and then back and forth with her like gaslighting and then suddenly being this like villain. And then, you know, other people you have parasocial relationships start apologizing for her. Now she comes out and says she did do it all. And then the text messages and stuff like this is pretty horrible for an audience to go through. And I think a little bit of closure is not a crazy thing for a fandom to ask for. Especially after she has been able to leverage her platform for seasons to talk yeah. about a massive federal conspiracy. Like 100%. from the perspective of platforming, obviously there was advance frustration about how Andy might handle this based on what Andy has said previously on Watch What Happens on the radio show at BravoCon. He's also a light touch personality. He, he does a lot of dark, darker issues and he gets into drama, but he's also a light touch interviewer. And that's a totally a valid style. And that's just how he performs. Great point. And I think that some people feel a dissonance with that over the, 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 the gravity of mm, what happened. That's a great point. But he's still a very relevant person to be talking to her in the media. Totally. Like, <laughs> guys. And there is the idea of like, who else would do it? Who would Jen allow to do it? She's not yes. going to have Robin Roberts. She's not going to have Diane Sawyer. Yeah. I'm thinking of like all of these people, like Robin has a job, like Diana, I'm like, she's not Diana waiting for Barbara to come back. <laughs> To do the one on one. Honestly, Barbara. Maybe I am. <laughs> she's not going to look for reputable, long term, serious journalists and newsmakers in that sense no. because she does not want to be held accountable. She wants the Jen Shaw truth that exists in the magnifying glass and vacuum of narrative storytelling, Real Housewives. She does not want to sit down with someone who is going to counter her. She is looking to monologue, cry, and sometimes, like, pause. That's all she wants. And I think Andy would have done a better job at getting us some amount of closure and answers in reality. Maybe not the, the amount that people want, but he would have gotten us a bigger chunk of it than some ghostwriter in her book deal will do. 
And so I don't know when people are waiting for her to get her story out, but like there's never going to be a perfect way to nail her. And I think like and and that's okay. That's reality. Like she got away with a lot of bad stuff. And she continues to. And she continues to. And and if you don't like that, I don't think Jen Shaw's the way to stop the Jen Shaw's of the world. I think like that that's something you need to carry on in your life in other areas and think about and take the media you're consuming seriously. But I don't see like an organized boycott of this one woman's interview to wrap up her season. It's like I don't know. I don't I don't see it as a Well, I don't think it's taking place. And well, now I it's think not it's, happening. Yeah. Either. I mean, I think that there's also a difference between closure and accountability. I think oh, totally. what people are looking for is closure. And part of closing that loop is seeing Jen in a position of discomfort, of really being challenged yes. on the things she has said, the things I watched her see in court, which is really is. Bravo aired a lot of so footage spicy. of her stretching out like a cat. Just yeah. so relaxed, not feeling, even at her most tense moments, she felt like she was in total control, could walk away whenever she wanted. I think that that's hitting people's palates a little hard at the moment, and they want to watch her suffer a little bit. But I don't know what to tell people. You're not going to get that pound of flesh. You're just not. So, I mean, I, I've been watching the victim speak out. All I could think was, like, they're not going to get any money out of her, and, like, they'll, they'll never make up. And I'm like... All these people who care about Jen, let's all put a dollar towards the victims if you care that much. Oh my god, let's let's pull a Diana is what we're saying. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think Yeah, let's get some where's fucking Diana? What's she up to? <laughs> Does she need to do a little more PR cleanup? Diana, can you put in like a couple hundred K? No, but I mean like if, if you're sitting at home and you're really mad about this Andy thing, I I don't know. I think you could do more good in the world than be like, Oh, I didn't I can't believe he was gonna interview her. Also What's, he's not going there, to. But why is there an expectation that people need to put good into the world can't they just react i'm i'm saying if you're saying you want to do something active and you want to make a difference then do that but i think sending a dollar sends a bigger message to those victims you know what i mean i don't totally i don't know that i don't know that you really feel like there was an injustice here and you really want to see the world i don't know if you if you feel really bad for the victims and you don't want to see her rewarded i I don't you're not going to stop her from being rewarded you know what i mean you're not going to stop jen shaw from getting the attention she's going to get I think at, the, at a certain point, if you feel really badly for the victims, do something for the victims, not something against Jen Shaw. I think that makes sense. I get what you're saying, but it's I not do effective. think I don't know that it's not effective. I think for Jen, attention is everything, and public shaming actually does hurt her in the ways that wound most. I don't, for some reason, I'm not totally connecting with the idea of like if you really care, you would oh, chip I in your mean, money. I mean, her going to. I'm not saying. I'm not saying everyone has a responsibility to do that. I'm not saying you're a bad person if you don't. I haven't done that. I'm saying if you really are saying you're super engaged, maybe think about other thoughtful ways to be engaged. Because I don't think that this is a super effective avenue. Because I think she's. Going to a minimum security prison at some point anyway and going to be removed. February 17th at 2 p.m. She'll be removed from being able to be as in control of her narrative and really from public consciousness. I think she'll keep coming up as a topic of like we'll get updates about like Jen Shaw did this in prison. But like there's going to be a reset in people's minds. And so just because you get her to say some like I feel horrible on camera to some interviewer, I just I don't think that that actually makes any difference to anybody um, any more than like any other kind of closure would. I think like. I don't know. I just don't see it as like a big deal. To like see what is a big deal th- that I don't see like I don't see Jen at this point, this moment, getting a lot of attention and like people wanting to hear from her. I don't. I, to me, I don't feel like that. That's the worst thing in the world. I don't know. You don't feel like what's the worst thing in the world? I don't think. Part of me, I don't. I don't think. What I mean is to say, 
when Bravo was going to do that sit down with her, I was like, I don't need to watch this. I won't find this particularly interesting. But I do think and maybe I'll watch clips. But I don't I, I don't think I think there's a certain segment of the audience that does want to see it. I don't think that that's wrong of them. And I think that if there are people who are feel that that's wrong of them and they need to stop the network in some way, first off, this isn't happening anymore. But when it was, I think that there's a way to be like, I'm going to if I really feel strongly about this person, how can I how, how, how am I going to actually make a difference about the horrible things that they did and the way that I think they're wrong? And I just don't think I think Jen Shaw's going to go to prison and that'll be a big reset for her image and for her life either way. And so if people want to see it, I, I kind of now feel, well, maybe they'll get closure and maybe like, I don't know, we'll, she shows her ass every time. Like, give her more opportunities to show her ass. I don't think that's the worst thing. And I think if you feel so strongly that you're like commenting and you're like creating a hashtag campaign to be like, let's not do this. I don't know. I, I, that, that you could was, use your time That's a, such a small example of, I think the idea of like a quote unquote boy, it's just such a small micro okay. group of whatever. This isn't like tons of people coming together to say that and again as you've said this isn't happening so essentially why do you um, think it isn't happening well um let's start with what the it is so andy said at bravocon during an ask andy um something on the lines and this is a real paraphrase but like our relationship with Jen has come to an end since Mm -hmm. the change of plea. He did also say at that point I have a couple questions for her I would like to sit down with a camera that was in October Then he said on the radio show, I think that was the first place that he said it, that he was hoping to, you know, like send good vibes essentially because he was hoping to um, fly to Salt Lake and film with her. Then Jen posted a Instagram story of her with like her hair, you know, blown back by a fucking fan. And she used a gif of herself um, like blowing a kiss to the camera and said dress rehearsal like in full glam having a moment which people took to mean dress rehearsal for the sit down with Andy then everybody started losing their fucking shit on social media about the idea of this happening and it happening with Andy and then a Chris Wallace interview came out on his HBO Max CNN show where he was asking some pointed questions about things that Andy said then Andy took to IG stories and said my quotes were taken out of context which they weren't quotes that I also shared on social media. Um, and then it turns out that the interview is not to happen. And Jen herself put out a statement confirming that it's not taking place, which you can see on her social media and my social media and many, many, many other people's social media. So this thing that we were all talking about and getting fucking hot in the collar about is not going to happen with Andy or Bravo. And it does appear likely that Jen is going to find someone to do this with. Yeah. Likely not a reputable news journalist, probably someone who is happy to just let her say whatever she wants. Questions. Pre-approved questions or no questions and have her just... That's why I'm Talk. saying I don't think that's why I'm saying I, I, I don't think it's the worst thing to be like, all right, well, this is happening either way. You know what I mean? Like it, I, grilling Andy over it I, beforehand and after I kind of see and I definitely other people in the media should be like, you should ask this, whatever. They are authorities. But I just I, I don't see like the energy for it. I felt my reaction was 100 percent. They shouldn't do this. Oh, my God. Rewarding her again. Fuck this. Like, I can't believe she just gets a platform. But she does. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of undeniable. She's going to go to somebody. Somebody's going to do it. And so 
doing it with the existing audience and the people that have, I guess, a relationship with her to me is more interesting. But I guess she's going to show her ass either way. So it's a moot point at this point. I think for a lot of people, there is a lot of frustration in Jen continuing to drive a reality that is so outside the world of what actually occurred. Where she's uh, saying in this statement, you know, like she needs to get her truth out. She owes it to her family and loved ones. And like she doesn't want to be, you know, the asked from Bravo. She didn't want to be uh, used as like um, a uh, what is it called? Like a, a cartoonish kind of idea of who she is. She wanted to really show herself. And I think that is frustrating for a lot of people, understandably yeah. so, because really the the best gen that you can see is the gen featured in that hulu six name special the previous hulu special court documents like that's really the gen and i think the frustration here that a lot of people myself included have felt is that heather and meredith and andy have talked about the other housewives bothers me that really bothers me. Well, I mean, it's like they've talked about how fun she is, how good she is. And it feels like there has been a repentance tour organized by her alliance that skips over a true sense of accountability. We're yeah. going to the point of like, I know, and I get it. I get that it's complicated, but I have the privilege of not knowing her personally, so I can just call her supervillain and be fine with it. Like, yeah. she is also a person. That in is this the world. most important thing she's done to me. So it what? Dec- like the the, the crime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, but like the idea of me saying like she's just a fucking supervillain and that's it. It takes away the ways that someone can be very powerful and being harmful because they are also like a full bodied individual who does good things for the community and is a supportive loving you know mother and also allegedly wife like there is a way that Jen was able to leverage her relationships and her standing however flexible that may have been at points in order to continue perpetrating harm so like when I think of the idea of Heather and Meredith continuing in real time on the after show and mm. press events talking about how seemingly great it is that she can text and still say fun things. And it's still the gen that I knew before. I'm thinking in my head, OK, but that 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 gen, that core goodness that you see in her, the fun is what enabled her to deeply, deeply harm people. I see what you're saying. But it's also the idea of like. There's an acknowledgement that Jen is obviously complicated. Mm. But there's a positioning of that complication as as including good, which I acknowledge. I'm sure there's good in there. I just genuinely don't fucking care about it. Yeah. Like, because you're there's skipping a, over this other stuff of like, she's actually a horrible person. There's billions of people in the world. I don't like this person to me. I, I don't I don't need to know every like redeeming thing you think about them. Like, I don't know. To me, I, like the most important thing to me is what she did right now. And like, I that, don't. That is it. That's it. Like, there's the idea of, like, depth. Like, I know, and I've gotten messages yeah. from people that are really smart and well thought out, well composed of, like, when I'm dragging Meredith and Heather for continuing not to do what I think is, like, the morally important thing to do. And, like, LOL at me thinking that they give a shit about morality. But, like, there are people who are like, well, but their relationship and, she, you know, they they knew her and know her and have a relationship. And I, like, I get that. But you know what I was thinking about before you got here? I was like, if 
Ryan or somebody. That's what I was thinking. Somebody that like I love, have a great relationship with, did a specific kind of crime. We're not talking about even the Joe, Judy, Jay stuff of like defrauding banks. I'm talking of going after vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. How would I look at them? And I have to say like, could you still love that person? Yes, but I would love them from so far away. I would not yeah. want them in my life anymore. And I wouldn't be saying to other people like, you know, They're they so are fun. fun. <laughs> I would be like, don't talk to them. Don't. <laughs> Just don't talk. Like if someone does, has, has exploited people like that, I mean, like she seems very focused on her family and she seems to have been very good to her family. I don't know. The, I don't know how good she truth. was to her family. I don't know the truth of that or not. But that is the thing that people keep saying that is her redeeming thing. I think thing. she also employed members of her family. I would say she was actually I, quite I, and, terrible to and her the family. And the way that she treated her assistants does not indicate to me that that was a healthy environment. However. I will say, if that's what people want <laughs> so to say dark, about her and so keep bleak. repeating, it's like, well, I'm not in her family. So I wouldn't I wouldn't hang out with her. And I don't want to I don't really care if she's fun to be around. And frankly, because she's going to treat me like she, she doesn't see me as a person. She sees everybody as expendable or usable. And, and that's how I think she th- sees people. And I, I look at it and I'm just like, I don't like I, you want me to feel what you feel about her. And I think you need to be wondering why we all feel what we feel about her, if that makes sense. And maybe you should pause and be like, Wow, I really got snowed by someone who was really so devious that they could even snow me, and I, I like that's scary. Maybe you should sit with that. How scary that it is that you're convinced that she's fun when you know all this other stuff about her. And it's the thing is, like, I'm not concerned about who she has supporting her right now. I'm not concerned that Heather tapping out or Meredith tapping out would really change the dynamic of support that she has, because my guess is she's probably holding very close to her family right now, and they are not her family they, like there's the idea of like your family of like yeah. your friends becoming your family that is very real and very true but if I had a toxic family member and then I realized yeah. that they were laughing about the health of 80 year old people that they were defrauding and talking in text messages as seen in that special and if of, they're like, acting so-and-so's completely 80 something and they're different sick, to so you, I'm gonna follow up next week they're right. not like that at all to you they don't talk like if if you're saying to me that she fully never acted like that she never said like horrible things about oppressed people or like horrible things about people in need like if she wasn't saying that stuff around you that should be really giving you pause about like, do I even know this person? Like, what else are but they? But we're not getting of? that at no. all. And so I'm saying like maybe in real time when they've had months to think about this. And as housewives, you do accept a responsibility where this becomes a group of people you're associated with. You literally all say it on the show constantly. Sutton like, Strack made women. a fuck eat dinner out of that very thing with Erica Jane on Beverly Hills. I'm, yes. I am associated with the per- this person because we're in the same cast. And I do think it went a long way with Teresa that. The other cast members were like, I don't think she really knew the gravity of what she was yeah, doing. Yeah, there's no comparison to me. Went, totally not a comparison. But I think that that really carried weight because it was a true thing and, and Very true. It, it fits with what we know about her. Yes. All of this is a different, even with Erica, it kind of fits with what we know about her, what she ended up doing. So it's not like it doesn't. Jen was being two different people from in the media and then in like regular life and she wasn't always good at it it leaked through like her crazy leaked through i think like some of her evil and manipulative and toxic dangerous but she really did snow some people into thinking she's roller skates and giggles and like yeah whatever she probably is and not all the time but i just think wouldn't as housewives wouldn't you be like i get what she did and it really scares the shit out of me and like I just feel like that would cause me to be like, I don't want to co-sign her in the media. I feel a responsibility to not like be like, She's, this is her life. <laughs> I don't care if this is her life. This is all the people she exploited's life. And also she chose this. 
She repeatedly went into work every day and said, exploit that person, exploit that person. Every time, cha-ching, cha-ching. She made that choice over and over and over again. Yes, this is her life. She chose it. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not saying that, I, I, I'm not saying, I don't know. I'm not saying that anything, that she's seen justice or that justice even exists for something like this. But like, she clearly knew this, that this was a possibility and she kept going back to that choice. So why are you asking me for sympathy because she's like a fun person? I don't, it doesn't make sense. And I think that they're not understanding how much public goodwill they're burning through for themselves. It's going to be really hard for me to take Heather's word that she really likes a friend after this or that. You know what I mean? And she has the right to make that choice. Like she has the right to decide. And I know that there's like the idea of the environment that she was in for so long and, and how restrictive that was and a sense of, you know, because she removed herself from that world and surely lost a lot of people from that. Maybe she's thinking about it in terms of isolation. And obviously there is a real sense of care between some of these people but also she also loves to be a ride or die and I think yes. when you're a ride or die you admit that you don't like putting yourself first because you're just saying I'm a ride or die like I will die and I think even if you don't if that when the rubber hits the road maybe that's not the choice you would end up making that that's the psychology you're using to operate in your day-to-day choices and relationships I, I just think you're burning through some public goodwill and the even even that people would be like, wow, I admire that about Heather. You're giving a perfect example of why people probably shouldn't be ride or die for anyone, you know, because people can trick you and people can be bad. You can make bad judgments and you got to you have to prioritize your own safety and health first. And I think it, it makes me like with Heather be like, I don't I don't know. I don't love this. And I was such a huge Heather fan. So I'm like. I don't I, I don't think they're understanding the calculation of like the, by doing this favor for Jen. I don't, they're long-term hurting their credibility in my eyes. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. 
Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. They're leaving conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. 
For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has hormone harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDESGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDESGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. Yeah, and I also think like the cognitive dissonance of all of it to just say that people are complicated, which like spoiler alert, of course people are complicated. That's what the show's about. <laughs> the show quite literally is about conflict resolution and the complication, the idea that like life behind these like the white picket fence of it all is not always great. And in many cases, it's like really not good. And yeah. what, what does goodness mean when you live in the bubble of like elitism or privilege, you know? It, People talk, you, Diana's friends spend a lot of time talking about how fun she is. And it's like, if you have a ton of money, you're going to be pretty fucking fun because yeah. you've removed a lot of the stresses. Right. You don't have to focus on that. You have people handling things, which gives you the ability, the time, and in many ways, like the grace to focus on being fun and maybe being a great friend. And that is not to compare her in any way with Jen, but just to give the example of like the ways that the bubble and the privilege can provide an opportunity for light and for fun yeah that isn't an Party ability yeah mean, it's not an ability for a lot of people who are just trying to survive like yeah, survival a lot of instincts don't have is, the energy to be fun for their friends and perform all the time and i yeah, have to i accept they can't Sometimes afford I text it. you and i'm like hey sarah blah blah, blah and you're just like I, I need a minute or like you can't text back or like whatever that's good please let me know that but when you are a friend who doesn't have to do that it's an unfair advantage to be like i have tons of available time tons of available resources and that the other housewives aren't conscious of that and how it's ringing to the audience like the show is about in my sense women in these situations being forced to become self-aware because they've put themselves on this show and how they react to it and and i think that's part of why i love the show and this to me is like man lisa barlow is so good at being on these shows and i don't think everybody else who maybe was great candidate for the show is as good at the like I'm nailing my reactions to things. I'm like building an audience of support. I'm doing things that are, um, that aren't morally horrible, but are interesting. Do you know what I mean? I find Lisa to be the mom. And everyone keeps, oh, everyone keeps saying that there's no SLC without Jen. I think that there's an no SLC, SLC around without, Lisa. Yeah. And I don't think there's an SLC without Lisa. I don't think Meredith could hold it together or Whitney. Like the show needs somebody who is willing to talk and engage and show up and is like, lucid and like I don't always agree with her but she makes sense and she tries to like keep people accountable with and like she's funny and she's very funny and she's always offering more mm. more authenticity more information she does not care if the things about her that are weird are weird she's just like I like drinking Diet Coke in the morning and if you don't you're an idiot and you're like yeah great um she you know whatever I, I just I think I, I think the SLC will be fine. I think Jen was actually a kind of a problem for the show. It kept the other women from having anything to show. And and so it seems like there was a vacuum. I, I think people think there will be a vacuum without Jen. But I think that those women are capable of filling that vacuum. I'm less concerned about a vacuum without Jen than like the reveal that I feel toward 
Heather and Meredith noting, by the way, that like that could be very well, very unfair of me. Me sharing my opinion does not mean it is the correct opinion. It does not mean you have to agree with it. It's just very simple. And it's like and the the shadow of Jen will hang over them now for two or three seasons. And I don't want to watch that. And it's like. We can't have two super problematic, complicated scenarios playing out. My brain just quite simply isn't big (laughs) enough. Like my spirit can't handle the gen of it all. Heather and Meredith's fucking weird ass responses throughout the positioning and like marketing that they seem to be doing. Not because to show Jen's complications also gives them more of the benefit of the doubt. And this fucking shit with Heather's eye which is going to go on until eternity. We will never know what happened to Heather's eye until 35 years from now. She's no longer on Salt Lake and she writes another book. It's like everybody's thinking. You, Even she, then, how will we really know? We're never going to know. She does not want <laughs> also, to tell us. But also, we all us. know. You know what I mean? That's we all know, crazy about Yeah, this. right. We all know the way Heather knows because she said when someone shows up at your door late at night, don't answer. I'm doing this to protect myself. But then goes on and fucking on about theories. There's a theory <laughs> then she says that this people, happened. You're right. You're, you're probably right. But I'm not going to say it. Like, what are you talking? You just said it. What are you talking about? I'm going to go talk to them about this this because she said it that fucking in like the bathroom or whatever on the goddamn trip. Like, oh, I'm going to go talk to them about what happened because they really want to know. And then it's like awkward pause because they do already know because I've already said previously that they know and that I'm trying to protect them from themselves. It's just like I can't take both. They don't know that we know they know that we know. It's like friends. I don't know what happened and who broke Heather or if this has always been the reality of who Heather is and she just made terrible choices or if there is some sort of participation by production to be like, Mm -hmm. let's make this into a thing. I I couldn't tell you except to say I hit Heather is not a fun season. It's not a fun season. And it's also not fun when we continue to talk about it in the way that Heather is, which is to pretend that this is funny when she's also said that there's a safety problem existing, which she said in her confessionals and what stayed quiet when others discussed it as such. Like, I I don't know where to put my feelings about this because I feel like it's like it's so complicated for a show that the LOL is that it's very simple, but it's like you put into it, you take out of it, whatever the fuck you want. Maybe the most important thing is that we're like trying to sort through this. Well, and it's also like AG exists in the world of talking about complicated topics or talking about maybe a simplistic idea and exposing the complications underneath. Mm. And with Heather, it's like, I, I acknowledge that there's a part of me that's just like, she's such a fucking piece of shit. Like, what the (laughs) fuck are you doing? This like, it isn't funny. It's dangerous. It's triggering. It's like incredibly uncool. She continues to do it. She then uses it to sell her book. It's like when you see a little fucking shitty kid doing some shitty thing that you told him not to do. Your knee jerk reaction is to be like, cut it the fuck Like, but you know, it's not constructive in some sense, but yes, it is. But life is not. Out. Yes. Right. And like life is yes. not always constructive. Yes, and I understand like I absolutely appreciate. You got to get through the minute. <laughs> well, like I also appreciate the ways that I'm like I acknowledge complicated parts mm-hmm. of this. But I my instinctive reaction genuinely, I have to be honest, is just like, why are you fucking sucking so hard? Like, yeah, there's I, no reason to overprocess that she's doing some shitty stuff. Right. And You're I acting feel like, like an asshole. There is an expectation yeah. to overprocess. And yes. I don't I, I'm not. I do not believe 
the truths that she is trying to share for someone who used to seemingly be very truthful and very grounded. Like, I feel like the ground is breaking below us. And it's frustrating because I don't, it's like, do I remove then the complicated and the nuanced and the genuine Mm -hmm. feelings that I had for her? Like, does that then make it wrong or something? Or is it wrong that I don't feel those feelings anymore? I have to be honest. Like, She's she's like flopping so hard for me right now, Meredith in a different way that it's Meredith. It's different, it's, but yeah, it's difficult. It's like it's difficult to talk about it because it seems so obvious that she's fucking up. I think what you're hitting on, and maybe, and and what I feel too is that I think Heather is doing a counterproductive thing. For whatever the person, like maybe it's Jen, maybe whatever. I think Heather should be living in a place right now of a critical eye. I think Heather should be. And she's the capacity for it. Yes, she's very good at it. We've liked her her best because she's had her biggest growth when she's been really critical of her own past and the things she's been told and the way in that she's way been that indoctrinated. In a way that isn't shaming. In a way that doesn't have to be shaming. And doesn't mean she has to change anything. Sometimes you get coping mechanisms or things that other people look like strange habits. But if it's serving you and it's kept you alive this long, I don't think it's necessarily great to always throw all that stuff out and start over psychologically. And I think I, I Heather on that journey was so interesting and so easy to root for and so exciting to to watch someone really start to be self-aware and aware of the world around them. And like, we all have that moment. And and in humbleness, we all might think we've had that moment. And then you have another and it's this journey we're on. And it's, it seems proactive for her. And this all seems like a regression. All of this, like beha- making excuses for bad behavior, finding ways to keep people in your life who abuse you. All of this is, it's like not watching Heather grow. It's not watching her be healthy. It's kind of like got the ring of Luann at one point where you're like, this is not fun for me to watch and me watching it is making you sicker and making it less fun to watch and I don't think that we're there with Heather yet but I certainly think it has like a certain vibe to it that I'm like when she went over to Whitney's house I was like who is this person why are you acting this way what has come over you and I think that maybe it's her it's a regression a little bit to like the Heather that was making Mormonism work when it wasn't working and coping mechanisms will help you do that but you have to know when to put those tools down and I think Heather needs to get better at some of the, like, critical thinking about people in her life. Like, if she sat down and really thought about the Whitney thing, I think she would really come to a different conclusion than her emotional reaction. I mean, ditto Meredith. A hundred percent. And I, and I, 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 I want to root for Heather again. So if, if, if we can get it across to her, like, Heather. She doesn't give a shit. I know. I know. She doesn't care. And Continue, that's hard though. to unknow if you, that. If we said Heather. If we, could get, if we could get Heather to, like, I think maybe a fun journey for her next season would be, like, I thought. I really thought Jen was a great friend of mine and I need to pick that apart. And like, I, you need, I need to go to Whitney and be like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm bad at this. I'm relearning it after a lifetime of, oh, of God, a different I system. That. I would cry. What a great, I would cry. What a great, it would be healing. And I don't, I think healing. what she just told us is that she's not going to do that. <laughs> well, she literally, it's like, again, there's a difference between, um, although a sequel called bad friend, bad Mormon, bad friend. Boom. Um, like the idea of like connection, accountability, whatever, there's a level of cruelty we can display to ourselves, people we love, whatever it is. With Heather, it's, it's again, it's like tough for me because at one point in that fucking one-on-one conversation with Whitney, she was like, if you were a good friend, I would have told you what happened to my aunt. <laughs> like we're talking about maybe physical violence yeah. happening to her. And she is dangling that as a carrot of shame to this person. And also telling Whitney to shut up about physical violence that happened to her. Which is tough. It's all tough. Yeah. It's all tough, but it's also like so deeply manipulative and like, God forbid I say craven. And I just, I, I have a physical, I have a 
physical bodily reaction to that kind of manipulation wrapped in shame wrapped in you're not a good friend wrapped in a bacon wrap scallop like it's just too much use this much physical violence and unsafety and stuff like that i don't know what else you're able to excuse but that's like the last straw for most people is like physical safety in a relationship i think most people are like like if someone like for me i'm trying to understand when people behave bad because i want to expect the most out of people but if someone got violent with me or like like what how do you move forward? Like well, you have to remove yourself. Like, I mean, it's like, well, no, you don't. I mean, it's ideally I mean, it's you're not abuse. in an unsafe situation, but the idea of physical, of any kind of manipulative, unsafe, harmful, dangerous, violent relationship, it is such a push and pull. And the, it's like, it, you might really... not have the financial means to leave. It is, you might, it might be a situation where you have kids and you're afraid of, Sure. Not having power I, I didn't dynamic. mean that in like a, a domestic sense. I meant that in like a, a if you're a friend and you're on a vacation and one of your friends gets violent. To me, I'm just like I don't go on vacations with that friend again. It happened to me several New mm. Year's Eves ago at uh, after a Backstreet Boys concert at a super depressing casino in rural Pennsylvania. The boyfriend of my best friend for years got violent and was violent in front of me and it took and it was an instinctive very calm response my friend was watching and that is a conversation for another day and I literally said to this man like you're never going to speak to me this way I took my belongings I had no money no cash aside and it was like super rural no atms i had the whatever dollars i won at the casino that night oh like maybe 20 i don't remember what it was Good i took you. my stuff i went downstairs in this like incredibly shitty we could call it a hotel but like lol there was nobody there i was by myself and i waited i stayed up all night and i waited until the next bus came. They were my transportation from New York City. And I took a bus home. And at one point, my friend came downstairs to the lobby and tried to get me to go back upstairs. And I was like, no, that's that's not going to happen because I'm not going to reintroduce myself to an environment that is safe and violent. Like, And, and for me, it was not. And then our relationship, it was like a whole other thing, but like never again. And it was the right and safe thing for me to do. And it was also incredibly complicated. Yeah, it, it is not easy, even if it's not a, pos- a position or relationship that's like a romantic one or a situation involving a family member, like even in any kind of way of any kind of form of physical violence, it is not easy to tap out. Like there's no I just think good it's the last answer. thing. It's the last thing I would make excuses for or try to like make 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 sense it just seems to me such clearly not the answer and if you're making excuses for it in several instances for your friendships it, it just it, it can't be it doesn't mean anything that also gets into the right. idea of what's the definition of violence people don't believe that certain situations are one that include violence they think the repositioning of violence as my friend tried to do to me of like yeah. he's just had too much to drink or, or like, like punching it's okay. a wall it's an of inanimate course. object it's that like, to me i walk right out i'm like i hang out with adults if you can act like an adult why am I hanging out with you? But people then reposition that. Yeah. We're, we're sick. There's the idea of like that is adulting. Like yeah. we have no idea of what that person has experienced, the person engaging in physical harm. We have no idea of like And their that circle. they're having a reaction never, is real. It's so authentic. Well, that, you're yeah. right. And there's the idea of like, well, you know, they, they had too much to drink. This is not yeah. them. This is them 
plus alcohol or it's not it's the gaslight it's like this wasn't as bad as what you witnessed it was something else and you need to take my word for it because I have started this conversation telling you that you're wrong like and it just is not easy or simple and that is a reality that a lot of people have faced in their lives dealing with any kind of violence all physical emotional all of which can be traumatic all of which can leave a mark and I think that's why Heather's behavior has been so upsetting for people because she's dangling the carrot of something happened that was really bad. And to me, this has been discussed on previous- And she's doing it in a way that is trivialized as something she's also saying and admitting is really bad. Of course she is because she's going on the after show and then laughing about it with Meredith next to her, like awkwardly chuckling. It is, it is the repositioning of a conversation around physical violence as a joke, as a punchline, for lack of a better term, and as a thing I am never going to redefine. I'm not going to acknowledge the ways that I uh, have discussed this in confessionals, in media, on social media, on the after show for months. I I could redefine this and say, like, listen, you know, something happened, but I don't want to talk about it. But she's done that before while also saying in the same breath, I have no idea what happened. You tell me your theories and like maybe we'll come to a point where you suggest an idea good enough that I will accept as mine. Mm. It is it is like all of this that makes it, I think, really upsetting for people because the reality is like people have experienced different harm and violence. And like, you know, at a certain point, did that person where is the rescue for the person who's deciding to stay? Like Mm. there is the idea that we should be allowed to make decisions for ourselves, but like, it's not that easy to make that call, which is why when I'm watching the Heather stuff, I'm thinking to myself, if this happened as a result of some kind of physical harm, what does it say that the other members of the cast were not given that information so they could decide to leave? Because Mm. unlike what she has also said, that they were all there and they bore witness and they know what happened and they're essentially lying, is what she's saying. They're lying about not knowing. It's like, let's listen to what Mm. she's saying out loud and process it. If they didn't know and they're thinking, like, did something happen to her? How do I know it's not going to happen to me? It is a leveraging of the traumatic experience of having any kind of physical violence happen and it's the leveraging of that and not providing information that can make a person feel safe yeah that is i think the most harmful because it's like at, it's at the gaslighting of course adjacent. it's gaslighting yeah. and it's like the idea of like at a certain point you cannot save everyone it's like the fucking oxygen mask when the yeah. plane is going down it is not necessarily your responsibility to save people out if if it comes at the cost of not being able to say save yourself you shouldn't be a ride or die for anyone well i mean like you can be you you can and and you should try to but it's also the idea of like me saving you shouldn't come at the cost of my own personal safety yeah that's what i mean like it just shouldn't i'm not gonna die i'm gonna ride really hard but i'm not going you know what i mean But some people do some people do (sighs) self-sacrifice i have done that in situations that i shouldn't be in in other violent situations where i'm like trying to protect someone but putting myself back in it's it it is altruistic but it's ultimately shame 
Well, I think it's just for me. Well, I think it's also just dangerous and it's dangerous to suggest that something happened if you know that it did not. And Heather has said so many times she knew what happened because she's also saying, I know what happened. And if I share it with you, the reason I can't share it with you is to protect my safety, protect myself. If we're having that conversation and we're, we're reintroducing the idea of an element of violence took place on a group trip. And also, you can't have it both ways. Your friends, you can't have it both ways. Where it's like everybody knows, but I haven't said anything, and nobody knows. Like, oh, what is it? Just whatever you need it to be. Oh, our secrets, just we keep them or we don't. Like, it's just a lot of stuff that, like, and also, like, if I was another housewife going on the show, I don't know that I would immediately be like, you know, who I need an alliance with. (laughs) You know, I'm gonna hang out a lot with. I don't think Heather would be at the top of my list right now. Well, how do you feel safe around Heather? I don't know. I, I don't I don't even know how I would feel emotionally safe around Heather, let alone like. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not talking. Physical no, no, safety. I know. I mean, like I it the fact that I would be like, I can't tell this woman anything. I mean, how do I film with her? <laughs> well, Heather is talking. Heather is trying to protect Jen. Is she not? And it's like at a certain point, I'm not even going to fucking criticize her for it. OK, like real talk. She's trying to protect Jen in the ways that she's talking about how she's still herself and she's still fun. She's trying to be a good friend. Yeah. Balancing that with the level of like counter friendship that she exhibited and saying to these women you might be in a situation that is unsafe and I am going to show you an example of a possible example of physical violence of my own unsafety is not protection so like if I'm thinking about the idea of friendship and revealing whatever and like there is also usually like the 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 shaming associated in the Heather and Whitney of it all of like who is a better and or worse friend at any mm. point in time. I hate that. I hate, I hate that. it. But it's also like it's really it's incredibly fucked up. It is. It is super fucked up. Why are you protecting Jen, who is a known convicted criminal and you're not protecting the other members of your cast? Yeah. While you're not telling them the information that can make them feel safe yeah oh i hate it it's tough and it's like it's also the idea of like well do we then shame people for not providing information if she genuinely felt like she was at risk which she could of feeling like she was at risk for something violent happening to her potentially again like or even just getting sucked into legal stuff of like well now it's gonna have consequences for her because she was on some kind of like you know that she's under some scrutiny and but then why are you making a three-ring circus out of this? Like, I, I, she's, t- she's talking about Why are about you it. laughing oh, about yeah, it? Yeah, why are you Why are you making this, like, fun? And also... It's not a way to minimize it. For me, it's pointing out that you're making it fun. Well, how does the timeline operate? Because there's, like, the idea that at a certain point, they have to respond to things on the after show, sometimes on Watch yeah, What Happens, true. often on Watch What Happens, as this thing just happened, and I have to process it on a fake timeline in real time of like someone is asking me questions for confessional for um social media although social media usually skips ahead for confessional for the after show on watch what happens how are you feeling at that time where you have to you're being asked to by your bosses to revert back to your feeling at that time and heather is skipping ahead heather is like because I know, and maybe always did, that what happened did not necessarily potentially occur as the result of physical violence. I'm going to laugh about it on the after show because I am making this into an LOL. I'm going to use it as a sarcastic way 
I think I'm not taking her literally as a way to sell my book. You will yeah, find like the answer quirk. in the, as a quirk. No, I mean like like or um, like a feature. Like it's it, it, yeah. it's, be, it's part of the character of, of like the the story of, of her right now. Right. Yeah. And it's like she's skipping ahead, but it's such a dark fucking path. We have not processed it yet because you're not giving us the information. You're not protecting us. You're not telling us this thing that I said happened did not. Or you're not telling us the reason that I'm reacting to this way is X, Y, and Z. Maybe we're going to get that on the reunion. I don't think we are, though. Mm -hmm. And what does that say? And also, what does it say that it took you this many episodes of, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess if we wrapped it up at the reunion, it would be better than nothing. But like, we spent a lot of time focusing on the way you were acting in this way. And we're going to spend a very, very small of time right. amount of time resolving it. Yeah, and the PS that I do want to say, because it's not the first time that I've talked about that incident on Andy's Girls, is like providing the opportunity to also leave. You know, like yes. to the other person who's not the one aggressive. Even just is the part of, of this that I don't include in the conversation. And it's like some at kind a certain of confirmation that you should also be like, hey, what's going on with Jen? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, Jen, why are you laughing? It's just it's it's weird. You did clearly something happened, and you're like laughing and joking and talking about spiders and stuff, and like. I, this tone is weird to me and I don't I, to not be able to parse that it's like very unfair to then have to socialize with all these people on camera it's it's a lot yeah no I was thinking more of like the New Year's oh oh, thing. oh just okay. to say that like there is also, there are pieces of the story that I'm not sharing but it doesn't mean that they also didn't happen oh, it's just yes, meaning like the yes, focus of yes. my own experience yes. Um, obviously, 100%. ideally in in a circumstance in which the threat of physical violence is looming we sort of talked about this in like a sort of strange way, I would say, in terms of like when a, the person's decision of whether or not to leave. Like, it's just you can also provide the opportunity for someone who is also under threat of some kind of violence to leave with you. And it's mm. like at a certain point, you cannot force that person to go. But it doesn't mean that that conversation didn't take place. Yeah. <sighs> what a downer. I know. This got Fuck Jen. Real. Get her I mean, out of my Jen. life. And Meredith and Heather, it's like, you know what pisses me off so much about this? It's like, was I wrong? Like, <laughs> was I was I like wrong in thinking that these people were like better people than they no. are than they are? <laughs> better, <laughs> better people than they are? Like, yeah. what is yeah. Maybe that's the reason I'm so fucking pissed about it because I gave I, them so much fucking uh, I didn't, hope. I didn't have, joy. I didn't have huge expectations for Whitney, and I think she's still a very complicated person to a lot of people. But I, she's really surprised me. Her like I know, level of I'm growth. I'm so into Whitney. I'm like, I did not. So I, I you never really know. Well, I, I, I think I'm a pretty good judge of character, but then you never really know. Well, on, and I never liked Jen, so I will say that anyone can go back in this archive. I'm, I'm not saying. That dis that liking Jen made you meant you made a mistake. I've liked lots of housewives who have snowed me, but I will say something about her from the beginning did not ring as authentic to me. Jen, mm -hmm. well, and also there's the idea that we're grownups. We can make the decision to hate someone because we love their enemy, or we can. What is that fucking Bible thing of like love thy enemy as thyself? Like th yeah, I don't know. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm, isn't there an enemy one? Whatever. Um, shout out to Sunday school. Well, I mean, we weren't reading the Bible. We were like Googling the Torah, but same difference. Um, like there is the idea of like, 
because I stand for this housewife, I have to hate the other one. Yes. And that does exist. And we That was all... Bethany and Carol, I think. I, I got caught up in it, too. I was like, I like one of them today, so I hate the other one, which is dumb. I, and it they're happens. Both, they're both chuckleheads. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> and New Jersey is looming, and it's going to be like, guys, prepare for warfare. Oh, Just yeah. like, it's oh going to be God. real, real tough to be a Bravo-holic online with Tree versus Melissa in oh. real time, let alone on the show. Like... That is going to happen. It does not, though, always need to. And there is, I think, the ability to empathize with Whitney's situation and not hate Heather as a result of it. There is yeah. a way to be like, Lisa Barlow is giving icon and not hate Meredith for not liking this form of Lisa Barlow taking place. Like, I do actually think. I think we need to give people room to, to like, like, I don't think Heather, I think Jen is irredeemable to, to me. I don't think Heather's irredeemable. It's Neither just a do really I. complicated, dark situation that I'm like, Ooh. right. And I cannot I just go to it. the position and the perspective of like, well, cause I liked her and I I've loved her for so long that she that light is just going to carry the day like just for me that's my and I get and can appreciate someone else being like you know what you're too hard against Heather and I feel differently and it's but like this is Jen thing again it's like it's like well she's fun <laughs> That Heather stuff is so much more complicated. To I know, me than I know, Jen. totally, it's totally, like she's, totally. And like, it, but, to but me, that's what makes it, it, it so infuriating. In the same way, where I'm like, but I don't like her right now. Well, you know what I mean. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear what she has to say right now. I need a little breather from Jen's opinions. Yes, or from it, Heather's opinions. But no different. <laughs> I mean, but it gets into the idea of a spiritual housewife, which is different for me from your fave. It's the idea yes. of who do you connect with and what happens when the person you really connected with more than almost anyone else behaves in a way repeatedly over a significant period of time and really genuinely only talking about the eye. It's unsettling. It is unsettling because there is a part of you that's like, wait, but I connected with this person. I like quite literally connected with them and I am completely disconnected from their behavior here. And I'm seeing stuff that to me is like, very dark and problematic. I do this with YouTubers. Sometimes one will get canceled and I'm like, but we saw your girlfriend on camera and she was so nice. <laughs> and then you're like, oh no, ends up they're a bad person. I didn't know that. You well, know? but like I can't, I literally cannot. Can't. I can't. Don't I don't think, you don't know. I don't, th- I don't think that Heather's a bad person at all. Oh no, 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 no. Um, I, I think she's I just really complicated and manipulative. Feeling where you're yeah. like, oh, I didn't know you. Yeah. I think that there's a level that, of complication yes. and manipulation. It's a feeling I know here. from realizing someone is like, oh, tricked me like you're a bad person yeah it's a similar feeling I I don't think Heather's trying to trick me I think Heather's tricked herself I think that Heather's trying to trick us a little bit I wouldn't take that away from what's taking place I think that's a consequence of how she's tricked herself in some ways I don't think this is Heather tricking herself I think Heather what we're seeing on camera is Heather trying to trick herself with the eye stuff oh not with the eye I'm only thinking about the eye stuff right now with the general relationship the eye is I don't think that we would be having this kind of conversation. If it wasn't for the eye. Yeah. I think yeah. the eye to me is coloring a lot of the Jen Michigas. And it's Jen's Jen's responsible for it. So But made, Heather's responsible made, for her reaction. Jen, you've made your cot. Now lie in it. <laughs> you know if they, they have to get up at like four thirty in the morning? Why that early? What are we Torture. rushing to? <laughs> no, genuinely. We need to get some stuff done. It's crazy. Yeah. And there, I mean, it's crazy to me too, because I saw a lot of people being like, well, this is like the cushiest prison. And and I agree. There should be a level of fairness to what's gone down. Um, But also. It's still prison. It's still prison. <laughs> like when you look at a Nordic prison versus a US prison, it's like, oh, well, I, she's still getting punished. You know, of the of the options in the world, I'm I'm glad she's facing. Is Nordic some the one of, that's like the nicest? Yeah, it's like it's it's. Got to do laps oh, and stuff. Yeah, 
Yes. You have a nice apartment. A nicer they apartment than I do. I think. They have an apartment is yeah. what they're saying in an apartment. Yes. Trust You're in an system. apartment and they're like, we're going to check in with you and bring you some meals. Oh, I'd be into that. <laughs> <laughs> For years I've said I could do that Mars program where they put you in the desert and see how long you can last alone. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I couldn't get on the plane ten, or whatever. Ten What's years. The tank or whatever. <laughs> if, if there's an empty space. CVS nearby, I'm good to go. Honestly. <laughs> Ugh, I, f- I had so much for us to discuss. I feel like we barely scratched the surface, and then a literal hour has gone by. I hate that the bad people have sucked up the va- the, 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 the air in the room. Miami when, is when giving Miami us everything. Miami is the best show on TV. All right, tell me your thoughts on Miami. I I did not realize I was such a Dr. Nicole fan. Oh, my God. Obsessed. I don't even need to agree with her to be like, no. I'm so glad you're on TV. Obsessed. Obsessed. She's the also way she so handles hot. her dad. Oh, the way she handles her dad, phenomenal, but she's so fucking hot. Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, perfect style, and, and not perfect, but just like even fucking just hot. her mannerisms and the way she communicates. Oh, she's I'm a like, doctor, I'm she's like, a hot Damn. doctor. I know. I get why the other women are are displaying a lot of jealousy towards her. I think that that I I maybe would in another life, but I am so delighted by her that I don't. But she does seem like she has her stuff together. She seems really competent. She seems like a great mom. She's like accomplished. And I think, you know, every once in a while you see someone like that and you're like, even if that's how you are, and you're like, how the fuck is this even possible? (laughs) Well, I also don't think that jealousy has anything to do with her being a doctor at all. I think that jealousy is like, are you not bowing down enough to us when you join Housewives? Well, I think that maybe there is some like, she comes in with a certain level of gravitas. Again, I think this happens with a lot of Housewives, where if you're not in the Housewives world already famous of some kind, you might come in being like, I'm the most important person at a hospital or like I'm a re- most important person in this department at a hospital or whatever and be like, I am an important person. And I think you need to start with the other housewives in a status game at the bottom, no matter what. I think like that's what the housewives respond to. I don't think that it's necessarily the best strategy for the show or for being a healthy person. Um, But I do think that the housewives expect you to be like, you're an entry level housewife. And I don't think yes. Dr. Nicole feels that way in much of her life, that she's entry level in any of this. I think she feels like I paid my fucking dues for every part of this. I bought my clothes. I, You know what I mean? And I think that to her, it's going to be hard for her to like make friends with Larsa. <laughs> Larsa, who I like don't even care. I'm obsessed with her. I'm like, she is like literally maybe in my top five right now. Every I could, time like, they say she sells feet pics for five bucks a pop, I laugh. I like, I'm, like wanna, I know, honestly, I'm like, how do I not only teach me your talent, but my feet are too big at this point. Like I, <laughs> they're just not pretty. Like they're not going to, they're not going to be the cash cow. They're just not. But with the Larsa stuff, I just, I watched the most recent episode a couple times and I watched the end of it several times and I just like can't stop thinking about Nini and Phaedra and how Phaedra joined the show and was like we know each other like it's giving like Mariah and Jayla like we know each other and the other person being like you know me I quite literally don't know you like oh you know me maybe we walk by each other in the halls even though I was like three grades above you so I don't remember you you know like hopscotching your way down and me being like hey underclassmen or whatever like I also this is a gray or some people feel they really know everyone they went to high school with I don't remember most of the faces or names I'm bad at faces and names it's not personal I'm so bad it's with been names. a long so time it's terrible and it's I think awful both of those are valid perspectives to have on the people you went to high school with and I think this is another example of like I don't know sometimes I know people through friends and I met them at a bar for two seconds and I see them on social retweeted or whatever and I'm like I kind of know who that is but I don't know I don't want them in my home what are you talking about well it's the difference between I know you and I know of you yes she's saying I know I I don't know you and Lars is saying how dare you not know 
uh, who, but if you want to come, I am you as invite I exist. to my home, invite me to lunch first. Let's get to know each other. If you're interested in me, let be interested in me. But if not, I don't know. I, I just I don't want you in my home as the first way I'm like, so what do you do for a living? What I, are your kids' names? I honestly sort of disagree. And really? terms of like, it's the Housewives universe. We're supposed to pretend that this that. is like a I friend circle, that. group of friends. How many times have we seen a housewife join the show and then two hours later is like hopping a flight to Vegas with these women? Like, ideally, yeah. yeah, you're going to drinks first. But like, that's not the world we're living in. We're living in the world of like, I'm being reintro- I'm being introduced to the friend circle because I'm friend with somebody else. And we're going to get to know each other by fighting in about eight Larsa episodes. I think Larsa goes out to drink for a few social engagements as part of her job regularly every week. And I think I would get it if I was Dr. Nicole and they were like, make a guest list and other people have texted me to try to reach out or I've met them or whatever. And producers are like, yeah, Larsa hasn't found the time to do a scene with you. And then they're asking you to do the invite. I'd be like, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's, it's Larsa receiving it as like, well, I mean, I guess that's a different part of the conversation, but Larsa receiving it as like, I was on the show. Like when she's yeah. like, I've known these people for 10 it. years. Yeah. She's saying I was on the she's first like, season. She's like, what did you never see the show? And it's the way that they are trying to use like her relationship with Scotty as an insult. And it's like, okay, like you can do that, but why? Like, yeah. why is it bad that she kept the name of the guy she was married to for 23 years? It's her name. Like the way that they're trying to and the relationship show- insult popularity shame her. I was like not into. The show did position that she's, as famous as Kim Kardashian in the respect of Miami, where it's like, we just know things about her. She's talked about, like, she's very, very, very famous. And then they want to laugh at her because they're like, my husband was a famous basketball player. It's like, well, that is how she got famous. Do you want her to lie about that? Like, she was a real Not everybody goes to medical school. No, Not everybody (laughs) is, like, smart enough. And not everybody wants to. Not everybody in the world wants to be a doctor. 100%. But I do think I understand Nicole's frustrations from where she's coming from to where she is. I think it's a big sea change for her. And I I, I, this is another situation where I don't think anyone's wrong. I like both parties. Yeah, 100%. I don't need to pit I have, them I don't against care. each I don't, other. If anything, yeah. I want to, I'm excited to see this play out for a couple more episodes and then I want them to be best friends. I don't know <laughs> that it's going to happen, but I don't care because I'm like so fucking into Miami. And it is. I'm obsessed. I Alexia think it could to, do anything and I would watch, I would I watch can't even anything she I will cry. Like I am so connected to Alexia. She is 100% in my top five. Like the way that she talks about the challenges with Frankie and that fucking organization that seems like run wow. by angels. Wow. Literal angels angels wow i just incredible. even the kind of language they were using and stuff i was like this is also thoughtful it's also yes. empathetic what did she say so that a shadow that yeah. the person helping her son is a shadow or just that I she wants when she said that, i was like that's so him. incredible she's like when i'm not here yeah. i want him to stand on his own and and that's a great thing to say about your child and in front of a group of caring empathetic people to say like i want this for you and we're gonna get it well it's that's not awesome it is awesome but it's also not necessarily about that person living independently which of course it of is course. it's also about the reality of like when i'm gone who is going to love my son as much as I am which is so scary and something facing every family in the world including my own want him to love him as much himself as much as like you love right but it's also when it's like but for someone who cannot necessarily live independently it's Mm -hmm. like quite literally what is going to happen to my child if it is a child or or relative family member with special needs like what is going to happen It, it is in many ways like fear based which is not in any way in any way um a colorization meant to be critical it's just like no the reality of what my of family course. is experienced. you should have fear right that's uh-huh. a normal reaction it is a normal reaction and the way that she has been able to channel that yeah. through giving her son the opportunity i just mean she presents receive... him with love oh my god 100%. And, and, and it's not an anxiety of like she's an you need to do this parent. why can't you do this i want you to be she's this incredible. way she says to she's him i want you to be independent and that'll be awesome won't it be so great when you feel like you can do some of this stuff like that yeah. you want to do 
you. She's such a good parent. That uh, to me, the way that it's worded and presented is so affirming and mm. so like, and it makes her so complicated to me because there's other areas that I don't always She's agree so with her, but yeah. I do want to hear her her take. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And she also has that like trigger <laughs> friendly temper, yes. which I'm extremely into. Cause for I'm like, a thoughtful, she, for a thoughtful, empathetic person. She, she lashes snaps out like judgment. a motherfucker. And then Marisol's like, just there. I hate you. Marisol's just there like eating popcorn, like watching it all go down, <laughs> laughing and like doubling She's down. She's similar to Larsa with Larsa's snap to like, you're fake. I was like, do yeah. you really think that? Or is this just the right thing yeah. to say? Cause you're mad. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm I'm like so I don't think she's fake. I think she's a little too real. Honestly, <laughs> Maybe there's some some Nicole Dr. Nicole edges she should soften. You know? Oh god, I love that show. When they did the, like the, when they had their little sit down at the end where they were talking about that like invitation yes. and like I was where they're all talking to each other and like Alexia speaking Spanish, which I was like, I'm always extremely yes. into. I love Marisol slipping into Spanish to me. It is. I'm like, oh. you're so fucking cool. They're, they're so, so fucking cool. They are. She wanted to hang out with her dad or whatever. I was like, yeah, of course she does. They are so fucking cool. Matt Rogers has come on AG and talked about <laughs> Melissa Gorga's big sister energy, but there's also like a cool cousin. Yes. And the women on Miami gives such cool cousin they energy. Do. Dr. Nicole does have like my cousin's yes. a fucking doctor. Well, I mean, Larsa like my does. Larsa. Oh, she swims into does. a room. Honestly. Guess what I did. Even like Guerdy doesn't give cool cousin, but she gives fun cousin. Yeah. And that can be or cool. Your, or your, your, your cool cousin's like friend that's always around and is really nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. And, and I love that girl. Who's yeah. Like, who's like, you know what your cousin did at the party last 100%. night? So embarrassing. Like the best. And she's also a great. An ally. She's a great. She's an ally. <laughs> she's a great reactor. And honestly, I would have reacted to that fucking mirror present exactly the way she did, which is like she thinks she's like connecting these two people at war. Like, oh my God, it's so great. Like, look, she brought you a mirror. I didn't get a mirror. Let's read it together. Let's celebrate it. Oh, she's giving it to you to like, so you can reflect this like positive energy on yourself. And then you see her processing it out loud of like, oh, this is not great. <laughs> like, and her being like, what's also, happening? This, this mirror thing, I love the idea that it was like, you know what? I'm going to send her a note. I don't even want to talk to her. I'm going to send her a note. It's beautifully wrapped. You know what? I'm going to make that note a little, I'm going to make it a, a little, a little poem. You know what would take the drama up for TV instead of a, a piece of paper? And then we're at this thing that I was like, why did you go to – if anything, to tell your enemy that you went to that much trouble to think about them is not a flex. It, I'm sure it was a collaboration. Whichever production assistant or, like, producer but it made for great brought TV. Robin, that fucking, like, Alexa or whatever speaker thing <laughs> – who also got the mirror for Dr. Nicole and like the beautiful gift wrap. Like, I, I, kudos I, to you. Great, great TV. Excellent TV. So good. Oh my God. Miami is giving on every level. When I, <sighs> I mean, even the stuff with like the party, Dr. Nicole's party, like the, the luxury porn. I was like, this is, you're not getting this anywhere else. Why can't Ugh. Beverly Hills give me that? No more 1920s parties. Like this, this is an oh interpretation of give the style. Give me a money party. The theme should always be, be money. money. Opulence. I want money you all the time. You own everything. Also, what a power move to not tell your cast members, unless maybe you told a producer to tell them and they were doing it to fuck up, that the party is black tie. <laughs> like, what a power move. It's like Oprah showing up at the Legend Ball after telling everybody to wear black and white and showing up in fucking fire engine red. <laughs> like, Dr. Nicole's power move of, like, just, it's like diamonds and, and Dunham. I was watching Old School Real Housewives of New York. Like, you just show up and do whatever and put on your little cowboy hat and call it a day. And, like, she emerges as, like, the swan doyen. Like, I'm 100% into it. Capote, screaming about this. Oh, my God. Screaming. <laughs> Literally screaming. Uh, I And I have to say, um, the great thing with Miami, too, is that the cast 
seems very outside I think I think Gertie's struggling a little bit from scene to scene to find connections with some of the women yeah Um, I think for the most part they're all very authentically interacting with each other and it's like so hard to come by also talk about somebody who's like sometimes you know struggles to like be a part of the union and like doesn't quite understand the role of a housewife which does take me out of it the thing that brought me straight back to Julia oh my god that fucking confessional where she's like playing I can't read this. I need my glasses. And she's like, I didn't get a prenup because Martina brought it over to me. And I was like, do you want me to spend five hours reading this or do you want to fuck? Like the way that she was like, I, I could. Because, re- you know, like the I want to know Martina's reaction. I mean, obviously, they're very in love. So like maybe they can have an LOL about this. But like my interpretation of that was she was like, I don't feel like signing it. I don't want to. So I'm not going to. And obviously, Martina she was, was like, OK with it. I'm gonna call your bluff before you call my bluff a hundred percent and like i think you're more attached to me than you are to like the future idea of money so i'm not didn't do that (laughs) i mean like that she does this with pretty much every interaction i've seen her do this like she she does a lot of like that's not how i do it and i'm not gonna do it that way and it people do get on board with her do you know what i mean like she was like i'm gonna I'm going to bring this goat into my house. It's going to shit on the floor. <laughs> and if I was at her party, I would just be like, let's pause the conversation and take care of the goat. See, that stuff I just kind of get a little annoyed by because I'm like, we get it. Like, we, you love animals. You don't constantly have to remind us of that. What I don't it, know how much of that is real versus reality What is TV. it about mothering that, like, she can't cook when her kids aren't home? Like, that Well, no, that to like me is real. The, the goat stuff, I'm like, you're doing this as an LOL, but, like, we already understand that that's happening. Yeah, you don't need to she, do it anymore. Yeah, but she's the laying family it on. Stuff, I think the animal is a way to reinforce the same issue the same the same image and the same like character that she believes herself to be I, I think that's like kooky farmer but when we talk about the kid stuff that to me is like very oh, I real think farming and motherhood for her seem very intertwined it's like her world absolutely you could be right but i'm yeah. talking about bringing a goat to a party oh yeah totally, she's not totally, doing totally, that because totally. she wants to no no, no, no. but the goat uh, when i see time. the goat i'm like i'm like i'm always just like what do we have to prove here like do we ha- does the goat need to be proving the point for you <laughs> like let's let the goat outside let's let the goat play yeah i think that's like for me i'm like sw- separating that when it comes to the filming of it all. Mm. I'm thinking of like you're bringing a goat in a diaper to a filmed event or like a puppy date or something. Like I get that it's, I think of it in terms of like she's trying to be like light and funny Mm. and I just, she's done it so many times and I'm like over the goat. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's when anyone has a shtick. But the adoption thing. Yeah. That is not the path I was going to suggest she go down because we're now not even going close to working through the stuff that I thought thought we would be working through. Involved with the queer youth of the Florida area, like we we want to we want to do stuff with kids and the queer culture. Like there's a huge need. The adoption world is really complicated, and and hats off to anyone who can give someone an amazing life that they wouldn't have had. Mm. Let's say that. And I I think it's it's a weird way to talk about queer issues because I'm like, I get it. And as a queer person who wants to have kids, I get it. And there's times to talk about it. But especially about queer issues with kids in Florida right now, I'm like, I just think the biggest, the best journey for you would be to reconnect with kids that way. And then if you still feel this way in a little while, when your daughters have some independence and maybe mm-hmm. like they're looped into your life in a slightly different capacity, you might, you might feel differently. And I think uh, it, she's making a really big choice off of some pain right now and I don't mm. know that that's always the best way to make a decision Completely and I think agree. you can feel your you can feel, heal that pain and fulfill a lot of that healing in other ways that I think are really about getting involved with people and socializing in your community and like 
and definitely the Miami the Miami franchise discussing a little bit of this current state of Florida. I, I don't want a lot of it, but I do think where it fits in, where it's a personal connection, like mm-hmm. Julia's like, as a queer person, this is how I feel about mm-hmm. the state. Let's definitely do some some scenes on that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the women disagreeing or arguing about these topics. I don't think that's productive. But I think they wouldn't personal, be arguing. No, totally. I, I I just mean like a lot of the. I think a lot of the shows have tried to have these discussions in the housewives format rather yeah. than have the housewives format and then these discussions as part of the personal life that we see right, and the right, color right. and their personality. I think that's more effective. And I think Miami's treading into these waters with this storyline and I like it. I love the whole show. I don't know what they're doing over there. Something in that Orlando <sighs> in that water. water. Orlando. Rude. Uh, 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 Miami. I, Jesus I was, Christ. Totally. But I was joking about the fact that um, whenever you go to Orlando and you're in Disney World, everything about it is amazing until you turn on the water and then you're like, oh, I'm in Florida. <laughs> Florida, is one in Florida not delicious? It has a sulfury smell to it. Oh, I never thought about that. Bit of a fart and like a kind of a sweetness to the taste that I don't think water should have. So but I'm spoiled with New York City water. Yeah, we keep. And I'm sure it's all perfectly drinkable. It's like, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know about water. It's about my pay grade, to be honest. I just. Put I go to Starbucks and hope they filtered it. <laughs> it's like I always get extra ice. Um, yeah, there's so much about Miami that just gives a lot of light. And I don't, I, it's like, I actually don't even know what to say about our conversation about Salt Lake. I feel so confused about it. I think that. I don't even know what we were trying to say. Yes. And I think, especially with the Jen interview stuff, I think I worked through it in real time. But I think that we're engaging with these and trying to take seriously what they did and like what this means to the audience is the point. (sighs) Do you know what I mean? I don't need to come to the like, I'm correct. I want, I want us to get to the I also don't remember what we said. Oh, I don't either. There was some stuff about the violent stuff where I was like, ooh, we're treading in water that I don't know about how I feel about that. Hmm. But that's okay. We can talk about complicated stuff. Yeah. And also, like, this is the thing of, like, people get really upset when they, like, disagree with an opinion of a certain housewife of, like, this person is so-and-so. Can you imagine if I was like, and about Jen? (laughs) (laughs) No, but, like, it's, you know, there's the ability, I think, to sit in the discomfort of... Including of Andy's girls, which is a stream of consciousness conversation for a reason, yeah. which means we go down different paths and different You don't know avenues. where you're going. You don't know where you're going. It's a real trust exercise, especially with the person that you're recording with. And so, you know, you can go down different paths. Like I genuinely thought we were going to talk about the traders. Oh, I know. <laughs> which we are. We're going to do it's a great. we're going to do a Patreon right now because, guys, everyone is saying it. Never have I seen a Bravo community hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I have for the traders. I don't know a single person who didn't watch it and immediately fall in love. I don't know a single person. I think it took me two episodes to truly get the concept and cho- like. It uh, took me one set. Yeah, it took me a minute. And then when I did, I was like, "Let's do this." And I had my rider dies. I mean, me and Kate, I can have a lot of thoughts about that and and her character and other media. Like, I have a complicated relationship. When we were in that house together, I was like, throw the money away. <laughs> it was team chaos. I was like, this is great TV. This also, is so like, good. She got fucked. Like yeah. they, the way that they the thing I love about traders, it does kind of remind me of the way we stand over stand over different housewives where it's like, mm, I know exactly who this person is. And I love them and I hate that other one. And nothing you can tell me can be otherwise because be otherwise because my truth is a fact. How about they had to get Brandy out of this house because she had three Spoiler alert! Wait, what do you mean? We're staring at each other. What, what, what did I say? That's not right. everybody knows what happened. Oh, well, I figured if you're listening to the show about. Okay. But people okay. get out of the house when they leave okay. after filming has ended. And guys, it's been on for literally a year yes. and a half. And a I solid think week. they re- all I was saying is Apologies, they, really don't wanted, get mad. they really wanted to get Brandy out of that house because Brandy was really good at this game right away. And I don't think that that was necessarily read to the whole audience until we were like, 
till she, I, I think the traders were like, she's saying a lot of names. She's saying a lot of names really fast. I think she she's that attuned, really wasn't that big of a spoiler. She's there are bigger spoilers to social interactions in a way that is like very very undervalued and I think will be very valuable in this game the way that it's very valuable in Big Brother and not necessarily other reality shows Mm -hmm. and I think it it fits with the Bravo sphere so beautifully plus I love seeing all-stars I love all-stars I love when we're doing like a Mario Kart scenario where the best of the bunch all come together to play a game I think that's fun you know like a bunch of reality stars and a couple randos for them to react to that's great I totally agree and I also think like we will be talking about this on Patreon so we're gonna wrap in two seconds but um the casting of it gave me real side eye when I was like these people like I was not into it didn't know enough about Big Brother was like I'm not, not a survivor person sorry I know it's a great oh, show oh I'm a survivor I person I can't do it yeah I, but I, I didn't the, know all of the, the survivor body contestants horror is too much for me yeah I didn't know Stephanie who's a survivor person I, I Rachel looked familiar from Big Brother um, the other person from Big Brother I absolutely didn't Suri, I didn't know Suri, but I definitely immediately did liked know. but yeah. immediately liked um, but the thing is like the show is so fucking good. It was so good. perfectly cast. Alan Cumming. Come on. Alan Cumming should host everything. Everything. And Alan Ch- Cumming should host Andy's Girls. America's Next Drag Superstar in Scotland doesn't do drag. I love Alan Cumming. Wait, say A that star. again? He's America's Next Drag Superstar. Um, I'm sorry. Someone's sending me a filming thing. I don't understand. It's supposed to be a joke, but I don't understand it. Sorry. Um, yeah. No, phone, I love him. New phone. <laughs> I'm literally a labradoodle. New phone, new I'm, life. I'm a labradoodle for this fucking phone. But you know what? I am also a very excited little puppy about so much, including a certain 90-minute, maybe oh. that's not the pitch that I should be making, but <laughs> it's like- Very you, thorough. Very thorough, very well um, investigated. Thank you. Um, incredibly fun, considering the topic, which is like also interesting and like engaging video that you posted on your YouTube page. I'm a YouTuber now. You're a YouTuber now. I can't wait to cancel you. It's going to be so (laughs) fun. On your YouTube page where you are in drag talking some really fabulous topics. Can you tell the AGs? Yes. So um, this first video is a little bit longer than there will be in the future, but I I do think it's it's worthwhile and there's a lot of reasons it needed to be as long as it is. And you can walk and talk. If you walk with with your podcast, what I've been doing is like forget it well and also like you can put it in your pocket and just listen to it as an audio Mm -hmm. I do that all the time I do that all the time um, or I leave it on somewhere where I'm around the house doing something else. And then when I need to look, I just like go back 100%. over. 100%. Anyway, I did this video that's 90 minutes long, but it wasn't originally. It was trying to make a 20 minute video, but it was about how the drag community as a whole and very much drag reality shows. If you watch Drag Race or Dragula or any of these shows. What was that? Dragula. Is that like Dracula? It is. Um, it, I don't watch Drag Race. Dragula is a not a spinoff show, but a very similar show from a very similar group of creatives that is instead of Drag Race, it's like spooky alt drag, like scary. It is Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's it, like spooky Halloween themed. Yes, yes. And what is it? It's called Dragula. And it's a TV show. Yes, it's on Shutter, which is an Amazon streaming service for horror movies. It's actually a really good streaming service. Is it? And they're they're queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, there have been, but there are other queens, other drag talent. Sorry to like sidebar. And is it competition? Alt, or more of an is alt it a competition? Drag. Yes, it is. Similarly, they're looking for America's Next 
drag super monster or whatever. Oh my god, that's adorable. It's really good, and there's some fear factor challenges in there, <gasps> and oh, the and the personalities god. are very much from the alt scene. So you get a lot more less people who are like I'm polished and an Instagram influencer, and mm. now I'm here to be perfect on TV. Like it's a lot more fun, and it gives early drag race or early housewives where these people aren't like so trained, and maybe mm-hmm. the show doesn't even know what it's doing moment to moment, which is a little exciting. In any event, all of these shows and the drag community of performers. Uh, desperately need labor reform. They desperately mm-hmm. need a union or a guild, and and no one's going to do it for us. We're not a popular group of performers, and I and I believe we can ourselves organize in a way that would be very basic, very easy, and could uh, and could benefit everyone. Mm. It's not like there's a specific issue that I think like oh you know we would be able to tackle this at the expense of this. I think. Of all the really bad issues, and this is why the video got so long, every time I found a new issue, there was a pretty easy solution that required us organizing and saying, like, hey, we're going to, as as general practice, drag performers expect a security guard because of the amount of violent threats. And, and, it, and this is, I've heard from local girls in almost every state, like, this is very much a real, I, I when I was researching this, I was trying to call up a lot of... Uh, drag performers to see like do you really like is that your top priority or do you just want to make more money and then mm. you'll deal with the safety issues or whatever and I, it ends up that's all part of a whole it's all one thing you know like these people that we're negotiating with venue owners reality shows um management all of these different places um even even local like you know gigs are they know that they have all the power and that we're not only in a press class, we're lucky to be able to perform with them. We're lucky for the chance at an audience that we might, that might be receptive to what we're doing. And, 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 and we're likely to be taken advantage of in those circumstances. And because the the art form requires so much investment, you have to be good at so many things or have the money to pay people who are good at so many things and so many boutique items. And they, and and it's it's such a physical job that when you look at other physical types of performance, these kind of reforms and basic safety standards were put into place in the 30s because people's lives were being destroyed. And the same thing is really happening in drag. People are really getting injured. People's finances are really being destroyed. And some of these people are the people from TV shows. And I think the audience isn't really told that. And there are stories aren't told. Like former housewives still get a lot of media coverage. And the biggest stars from Drag Race will still get some lift. But if a former housewife was homeless, we would hear about it. And we don't hear about drag performers. People expect drag performers to go homeless. And that there's no reason for that. They work really hard and they're really appreciated by audiences. So where can people go to so YouTube? So if you want to hear about this in a much funnier sense and a lighter sense, um, you can go to youtube.com slash at r ho or r <laughs> Ryho, R-Y-H-O. Um, oh or God. you can find me on social media anywhere at Ryan Hulahan, and I've linked to it. <laughs> I didn't even notice your hand. I wasn't prepared for the hoe. It was, ba- it was based on Who J-Lo. Who doesn't love a hoe? Oh, is that what it was based on? I said if branding, not if, if, if we're going to do branding, let's go, to the, let's go copy the masters. You know what I mean? I mean, Ryan so, from the block. Uh, my whole channel will be journalism and drag. Hopefully I have some lighter topics, but I'm trying to take some of these things that I think are in plain sight that we all take for granted and think about them a little bit more thoughtfully. Love that. And speaking of thought and speaking of light and fun and kooky, what are we doing? So this is super fun. We are doing a uh, live show on fr- uh, on next Saturday on the 28th. Um, we're doing a, a, a live celebration of the time that we lived in that was called HBO Max. 
the greatest streaming service that ever existed. We all lived in a golden age of great TV at, a, at an affordable price. And I love The Sopranos and I love White Lotus and I love Sex and the City. I, I loved all, almost every Max original except Velma. I, I really engaged with the brand and now they're, they're killing it. So I want to have storytellers and drag and music to celebrate the life and times of HBO Max. I mean, talk about a niche. <laughs> so come to Green Room 42 if you love streaming television and let's geek out about dramedies. And you and I are going to do like a little chat about the Chris Wallace Andy interview because yes. it aired on both HBO Max and CNN. Yes. We we're we're going to talk about it. We're going to have our own Frost Nixon about our Frost Nixon. You know that I I really, truly think the name of this episode has to be one of the names that I had in my head in anticipation of the sit down that is not to be, which is Frost Nixon, Shaw Cohen. (laughs) Even though it's not in that order, I don't care. It makes me laugh when I think about it. I just love it so much. Um, So where can people get tickets? So you can get tickets on the website for Green Room 42 and uh your social and my social if you if you hit up at ryan Hulahan, there are links to the show and uh i'm really 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 excited for this my drag is pretty i've worked pretty hard on this so i think it'll be worth seeing oh my god and i'm gonna show up honestly guys probably in sweats so like <laughs> put all your focus and attention ryan's like because I'm going to do the most to probably do the least, yeah. which is just the vibe, the 2023 vibe. Green Room 42 is not Very in chill. Times Square, but it is as accessible as Times Square being adjacent. So come on down. It's going to be a lot of fun. Or and, up. Uh, or, on, or up. Depending where you are. Yeah, or are. over. Yeah. <laughs> or under. Whatever. Or down. You right. know, you're, you're billionaire living in the sky. <laughs> come on down. Take right. your waiter. Guys, speaking of tips, come on over to the Andy's Girls Patreon. We're about to talk about the traders. And also, there is uh, an idea that I had that I told Ryan. And it involves Lisa Rinna. <laughs> and it involves that recent interview with Interview. So we're going to try it out. And I might cancel it two seconds in. But we're going to try it out over on the AG Patreon experimental theater taking place. Um, so head on over to there now. Number one way to support the pod. You get exclusive bonus episodes like the one that we're about to have and so much more. Patreon.com slash Andy's girls. Follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. Shout out to Instagram for giving me that fucking blue check, which explains my tagline. I absolutely didn't acknowledge in any way. So now that I'm a verified account, I'm going to be all the more chaotic How on Instagram. How You can't be denied. You know, I don't know for the name of this episode. I keep on calling it the Genterview also, which I think is really fun. So um, spoiler alert, you guys already know the name of the episode, but we're going to be workshopping some stuff, I think. Um, what a day. What a convo. What a moment. What a time. No one else could have had that conversation. No one. Maybe no one else should have. <laughs> we are we're so powerful oh my god what a what a time i'm so glad that you came to the clothes i'm so glad you got a blue check i'm so glad that my melatonin stopped kicking in so now i can have my clothes back from that fucking stranger <laughs> i'm so glad we date. have lisa barlow i'm so glad that we have lisa barlow in this world leading us along the way have you tried vita tequila i have okay i like tequila and i liked it but i'm not a good judge because i like tequila so you know yeah Okay, we're just going to stare at each other and talk about that. Um, on that note, guys, hope you're all doing okay. And we will chat with you soon. See you on Patreon. Goodbye.